0: It is uh, 7 minutes after 10 o'clock. Jennifer Bukowski is going to be on board with us uh, talking about the Menendez indictment. And she is skeptical. We'll try to find out why. Uh, Also, Donald Trump who wants to buy this, uh, allegedly wanted to buy this uh, Glock 45, Um, is ineligible. That may change. uh, But she'll explain why that is, too. She, of course, has her finger on the pulse of politics nationally and internationally as well as locally. Uh, but she's also a brilliant criminal defense attorney, and her, her, her take on the Menendez thing uh, is going to be interesting to me. And I think, you. that happens at 1035. In the meantime, the question we've been asking is, if the Democrats, as many believe, don't run Biden for a second term, who would they put in his place? Who do you think they will run in his place? Uh, Keith says, if Michelle, the Obamunist, is going to run, it's practically too late. Uh, Nevada ballot access, uh, October 22nd deadline. She won't run. It'll be Gavin. Uh, if she won't run, it'll be Gavin nuisance. Uh Let's see here. Phillips says, uh, I'm going with the female Obamunist. Her husband has done an excellent job over the past four, uh, few years controlling... The puppets of the Democratic Party via the bumbling idiot, and she has been taking notes. Uh, She'll be leaning heavily on the black vote, just like her husband with the bumbling idiot uh, who has alienated since his time in office. Thanks, Philip. Who do you think it'll be? If you don't think it'll be Joe Biden, who do you think it'll be? When I give it real careful thought, I I think it is going to be Joe Biden. I think the clock is ticking, and there's very little time to get somebody else, uh, even if it's um, at their national convention. Just, I don't I don't see it happening. And I don't see Michelle Obama being able to convince the country that she is presidential material. She hasn't been scrutinized. She's never run for office. Uh, we don't know what executive capacity she has or ability she, she possesses. So I don't think she'll be an easy sell. What the Democrats would need, if they're going to replace Joe Biden and and they'd have to do it pretty soon, is to find somebody who is acceptable to the middle and leans left, and who is likable. And I don't, uh, I don't see it being Michelle Obama, and I don't see it being Gavin Newsom. They've got a problem, no doubt about it. Uh, If it is Joe Biden, then Trump has a real good chance. But if it's not, that whole metric goes out the window. That polling data that everybody is so excited about goes away. Who do you think? And by the way, this is just a lightning survey. Your call doesn't count as your call of the day. You can call up later uh, on any topic you choose. It's just a lightning survey. Who do you think the Democrats will nominate if it is not Joe Biden? Paul... Good morning. Who do you think it'll be? Gavin Newsom. You think it'll be Gavin Newsom? All right, I, I do. Uh, I don't think he's palatable to the middle of the middle of the road, but he might be. They they may not know enough about him. Paul, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, a, a vote for uh, Gavin Newsom. I've got to be careful because when I look at Gavin Newsom, I see him from a different lens than Middle America will. You know, they may be able to to put a, a doily on on uh, on him and and make him look halfway decent. So it's possible Newsom could could upset the apple cart. Lightning survey here we go, uh, Gary. Good morning. Yeah, so I'm a Biden replacement. Yeah.
1: Uh, you're not thinking like a Democrat.
0: They have until probably February to replace him because. They want it done quick so that the new candidate will not be vetted. And, you know, the mainstream media is like Obama. They're not going to vet them. Whoever they get is going to look like a shiny penny compared to Trump. And they don't have to be great.
1: They've had their polls out, and their polls say that any candidate other than Biden
0: will win. Um well, thought, it, it, there is a problem with ballot access if they wait too long, So, um, but we'll see. So who do you think it'll be? I think it's going to be uh, either Newsom or the governor of Michigan. Oh, that's an interesting thought. All right. Yeah. Gary, thank you for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. It is a lightning survey, so Justin, good morning. Good morning, sir. Who do you think I'm it'll thinking, be? I'm thinking Joe Manchin. I think
1: Joe Manchin. He's got a good personality. I think he can get some independent votes. I think he can get some Democratic votes. I think he's... Uh, I think Joe
0: Manchin. I, I think he would be the ideal candidate for the Democrats. Yeah. It would be hard to overcome. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, right. Ju- Justin, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Show. Here's what Here's what makes Manchin uh, such a, a threat to uh, to the Republican candidates. First, he's very likable. I disagree with him on a whole host of things, but he comes across as likable. He comes across as leaning left, but moderately leaning left. A lot of independents will will be able to swallow that. Democrats would vote for him because he's a Democrat. Just as Republicans will vote for whoever the nominee is, Democrats will do the same thing. And that would give them a terrific advantage. In fact, I would argue there are some Republicans who would vote for him over Donald Trump. If if the Democrats really wanted to make a a go of it, that's probably who they should go for. Um, I'm not sure it'll happen, but this is only if you don't believe Joe Biden will be the nominee of the party. Uh, Trump needs a woman of color... Yeah, but yeah, Michael, that has nothing to do with who the Democrats will nominate. Uh Jeremy, you think Biden is going to be the nominee? I think it should be Tulsi Gabbard. She's a minority, she's a woman, and I'm not for sure exactly what she's been doing lately, but in my opinion, that'd probably be their best bet. Yeah, I don't think they're going to... I'll tell you why I think you're wrong, uh, because she's come out in alignment with a lot of Republicans and been slamming the Democrats. Uh, Manchin has been smart enough not to do that. He's talked middle of the road, but he hasn't slammed the Democrats. All right. right, Thanks, Jeremy. Uh, But she would be an attractive candidate for a lot of, you know, if if she actually got the nomination uh, to run as a Republican, I I think she would win. Uh, She's an attractive candidate in a variety of ways. And I don't just mean physically, like pretty to look at. I mean, she's both that and intelligent, uh, kind of splits the left-right issues. Uh, but i don't think she could get it uh, get the nomination as a democrat. mike good morning. how mike? you doing? all right, what yeah. do you think who would the democrats nominate if not joe biden? I think that the Democrats are so desperate to retain power that they'll offer Michelle Obama anything to get her to run because they know she'll win, and then when she gets in there, she'll retire shortly thereafter, and whoever she has as her running mate is who they really want to get in there. I think that they'll do anything to win, and Michelle Obama, she might not be interested in running, but she'll win if she does. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you, Mike. Glad to have you on The Gary Nolan Show. All right, it's interesting how many people think it'll be Michelle Obama. Uh, Mark this down, Brian. It is uh, the 15th, uh, I'm sorry, it is the 25th of the month at 10.15 a.m., and I am declaring Michelle Obama will not be the nominee of the Democrat Party. All right, I got it down. All right, jot that down because eventually I'm going to want to play that back. Uh, all right, uh, we're up against the clock. We have to take a quick break. Don't forget at 1035, Jennifer Bukowski coming up next, oil. Everybody was stunned that it was coming back to 100 bucks a barrel. Wait well, you see what happens if it goes to $150 a barrel. That's next on the Gary Nolan Show, Zimmer Radio Network. It is 20 minutes after 10 o'clock. Jen Bukowski, uh, should be on board about 15 minutes, 10 minutes, right around 1030, 1035. Uh, if she's <laughs> if she calls on time, uh, in the meantime, everybody is concerned about the price of gasoline. It's been pretty much just been going up on a steady uphill. Uh, Saudi Arabia and OPEC are are aiding in that hike by cutting back on production, uh, but also aiding on that hike are the Democrats and Congress, uh, well, uh, the EPA anyway, who are fighting, drilling, and uh, refining more oil. So we're kind of shooting ourselves in the foot. At the same time that the that the supply for the world is being curtailed, we're we're cut, we're curtailing our own supply. This is just economic stupidity, but the Democrats and Biden are doing it because uh, you know, these people are just convinced the world's coming to an end because we're using gasoline and crude oil. So the economy's really suffering and struggling under this. That's at $100 a barrel. What happens if it goes beyond $100 a barrel? Uh, well, the chief executive of um, uh, at Continental Res- Resources, they're a shale drilling uh, company, Doug Lawler, was talking to Bloomberg News yesterday. And he said that crude prices... Crude oil are going to remain elevated and could press to the $120 to $150 a barrel range without new production. I don't know if it'll quite hit $150 a barrel, but if it goes up to $120, $130, $140, you can add a buck to your gallon of gas. That is going to really... Cripple the economy. Look at everything that that the Democrat. I mean, look, they've done this to themselves and to you. First, you've got this spending spree that that Biden went on right after he took office, which really pushed inflation higher. Then he restricts drilling and drives up the price of gasoline and diesel, which is what really moves the country, compounding the problem of OPEC. So now you've got this problem. He's a big union guy, so he's supporting the unions on the picket line for the uh, automobile workers who want a four-day work week and a huge pay hike. Get real. Get real. What are you talking about, a four-day work week and that kind of a pay hike? That's absolutely ludicrous. And at the same time, he is writing rules, his his uh, administration is writing rules to make it difficult, if not impossible, for the auto industry to make internal combustion engine-driven pr- uh, uh, cars. They're going to the battery car. They'll buy an electric motor, buy a battery, nobody's going to be assembling engines, it's going to hurt the auto worker. Uh, You know, my belief in the free market, if it turns out that battery-powered cars are somehow improved to the point where they're better than internal combustion, I'm fine with it. I don't care if it costs jobs. I just want them to continue to improve product. But we're not there. So he's... Cutting their job opportunities, pushing for a four-day work week, looking for a pay hike. He's behind them 100%, driving up the price of cars, supporting a strike that's further driving up the price of cars. Well, we're fighting interest rates that are hiked because, in many cases, of things that he has already done, making it less likely you can afford to buy those cars. I mean, this guy is one walking mess. It's no wonder his polling numbers are so underwater. And still, the liberal media, I mean, they're catching up. But they're, they're really not treating him, the unbiased, allegedly unbiased media are really not treating him the way they treat the Republicans. It's not even close. I guarantee you if Donald Trump, Nikki Haley... Uh, Ron DeSantis, or any of these uh, potential candidates, got up and referred to LL Cool J as boy, they would be eviscerated. And even if, as Biden did, you, you correct yourself, they'll say, well, that's what's in his head. That's what's in his mind. That's what he was really thinking. He got away with it. He got away with it.
1: Two of the great artists of our time representing the groundbreaking legacy of hip-hop in America, LLJ Cool J. Uh, By the way, that boy's got, he man's got biceps bigger than my
0: thighs. I think he's... That boy. Oh, man. I I hesitate to, uh, they would be running uh, any Republican out of town on a rail, chasing him with uh, tar and feathers. If a Republican referred to any black man as boy, it was just slip of the tongue. That's all. Yes, yeah. yeah. But, you know, I've seen them do this before. When a Democrat uh, says something like this, it gets ignored. When a Republican says something like this, even if they correct themselves right away, the way Biden did, <laughs> it's a week of coverage and they have panels on the different networks discussing it. Yeah. And, and, and their answer is, yeah, he corrected himself, but that's what he was thinking. That was what's in his heart. I mean that's how they that's how they treat this. Uh, it, it's a complete different ball game depending on your political affiliation. Insane, absolutely insane. Dems will recruit Liz Cheney Yeah, she's not going to be. She would she'd go down in flames. Um all right, so Jennifer Bukowski is coming up. Let me tell you what, what she's uh what she wants to cover cuz she's got a bunch of, of topics, uh, one of them dealing with uh, President Trump buying a firearm. So ridiculous that, that uh, they even have this law. Uh, Wall Street Journal op-ed on Menendez, uh, toughing it out on his in- indictment. Uh, it, she poses the question, why are Democrats demanding that he resign without a trial? Uh, she's also going to talk about the Cole County judge rewriting the ballot language that we talked about with Senator Eigel California's 10-round magazine limit, according to the federal court, is unconstitutional. We've been around that in uh, That We've done this one a couple of times, uh, including on the gun show. We'll get her take on that. The Republican National Committee is announcing candidates who will participate in the, uh, in the primary debate. That number has got to be whittled down. And pretty soon... Um, every one of those candidates up there is not a Trump supporter. They're all looking to supplant Donald Trump. But all of those candidates are sucking votes out of each other's pockets. And the next thing you know it, nobody has a substantial enough number to bring Donald Trump to debate. They pare that down to just one or two Those numbers go up for that one or two, and then it becomes an issue, and and Trump has to debate. And I think he should. I don't want him running on on what he thinks are his laurels. I want him running, uh, proving himself in a debate, because he's going to have to go after a Democrat, and I want to make sure he's still got it. Supreme Court's going to hear a case with a lot of buts and ifs over the meaning of and. We'll get that criminal mind's view of that. And Michelle Obama, she's getting a check. Are you ready for this, Brian? $741,000. <laughs> for speaking fees, right? Yeah. I've done a lot. I don't like public speaking. I don't even like crowds. I, if you ever see me with, in a crowd, you, I'm, I, my head is like on a on a swivel. I'm just uncomfortable. And I don't like public speaking, though I do it. But if anybody offers me... Three quarters of a million dollars. <laughs> I will speak to the nation in my underwear. <laughs> from can the you top. spare from that portion at least? <laughs> well, hey, it's $741,000. Uh, I can, you know, make a couple of speeches and I'm good to go. <laughs> I'll just go hide after that. That's some pretty good money. Uh, talking about diversity and inclusion. How ridiculous. Ridiculous. All that's coming up and more with Jennifer Bukowski. Uh, Then uh, we've got a couple other things uh, to talk about. Another piece in the Wall Street Journal that I found interesting. Uh, The world needs new antibiotics, but the business model is broken. And if you are a mother looking for powdered milk for your child, formula, you might want to buy it up now. There's a problem coming, and it's the government. Coming up on the Gary Nolan Show. This is the Gary Nolan Show. It's, <laughs> it's 1035. Uh, believe it or not, Brian, my cardiologist has sent Jennifer Wachowski a note. Uh-huh. Asking her not to, uh, you know, call at the very last second. Right, uh, yeah. And she didn't. You, no, she, she's <laughs> pa- she's past the very last second. Right, she's, you see? Yeah. She's following the instructions. It's doctor's perfectly. orders. Yeah, she's... She's so helpful. <laughs> yeah. Oh, heaven help us. 874-9390. Toll-free numbers is 800-529-5572. Jennifer Bukowski is going to be with us. We, uh, at least we think so. <laughs> and uh, we're going to talk about the Menendez indictment. She is skeptical about uh, Menendez's side of the story or about the government's case against him. I'll be curious to find out about that. The world needs new antibiotics. The Wall Street Journal writes the business model is broken. Two guesses, Brian. First one doesn't count. Who has broken the system? Uh, I'm not sure. The government. Well, that goes without saying, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I thought you were looking for an individual. Oh. Well, that would be uh, pretty much uh, any Democrat. (laughs) Yeah. I would think. All right, so uh, we'll get into that. And also, uh, baby formula. If you're looking to get baby formula, or you know a pregnant woman uh, that is looking to get uh, baby formula, then you might want to buy some now. The, uh, the federal government, the Food and Drug Administration, sent letters out to different uh, formula makers. Quote, you did not establish a system of process controls covering all stages of of processing that was designed to ensure that infant formula does not become adulterated due to the presence of microorganisms in the formula or in the processing environment. This is from the letter that uh, they wrote to these uh, manufacturers of baby formula. They also want the companies to respond within 15 days with, quote, the specific steps you have taken to connect to the stated violations, including an explanation of each step being taken to identify violations and make corrections to ensure that similar violations will not occur. So what does this mean? This means that uh, there's another formula crisis that could soon be underway. Just four companies, including Mead Johnson, and uh, Perigo, Uh, comprise 90% of the U.S. baby formula market. Meaning that if just one factory is forced to stop production due to the federal government, it would literally cut the supply in half. So if you've got an infant, or you're about to have one and you're going to use formula, you might want to buy it as early as you possibly can because it could be a bit of a problem getting a hold of it in, in, in really shortly. Uh, in the meantime, ignoring my doctor's request, my cardiologist, uh, Jennifer decided to make me wait on edge anyway. <laughs> she, You know, my doctor sent you a letter and said, don't do this to Gary. You're putting him right on the edge. And, and then you did it anyway. But we're always glad to have you. Jennifer Bukowski... Good morning, Gary. It is. It is. The Menendez indictment. You wrote to me that you're skeptical. Are you skeptical of the government's case or of Menendez's argument?
1: I'm skeptical of the government's case. I took a look at this indictment, Gary. And first of all, we can't be simultaneously saying, you know, political prosecutions are Bad. They should be looked at with skepticism, and they're going after Trump. When this guy basically beat the feds on a case, so then they come up with this case against him. So I'm already going to be extra skeptical, and I'm looking at these charges and looking at this thing. It seems like it's all this wife doing it, and it's unclear to me how much he actually knew. This new wife that he just married in 2020, Nadine. Uh, She's the one dealing with these guys receiving this gold, all these other things how does how do we know for sure what her explanations were to Menendez as to how how she came about getting these gold bars and everything else? I think if that's something that you know the defense should might be looking into in terms of like what did Menendez know versus what was she telling him that was going on and also. Finally, Gary, you know, we've seen these cases before where it's unclear what exactly a bribe is versus lobbying, you know, going on trips or whatever else. They need to be very clear about what's done. And some of the stuff that she was supposed to receive, like a patronage job, like a low or no show job, she didn't actually get. So that's why it's like attempted bribery or conspiracy to commit bribery. The bribery in some of these instances didn't actually take place.
0: Well, wow. now, how did they acquire that nice Mercedes convertible?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Like that was provided by these uh, these foreigners, at, who like on one in one instance, the senator had made a couple of phone calls to so the prosecutor, being like, "Hey, give this guy a break," and the prosecutor thought that was inappropriate. In another incident, incident. He, You know, the senators get to put the kibosh on anyone that gets nominated for U.S. attorney, and one of the candidates indicated to him that he would be conflicted out of the case should he get the appointment, because uh, he had already done some work on behalf of these individuals that were part of this investigation. And so Menendez said, well, I'm not going to uh, support your confirmation to this. So that guy did not get appointed U.S. attorney. So... You know, there's some bad facts there for a good old Bob. There's not, there, There's some bad facts, things that look like bad facts, but I'm just skeptical of the feds when it comes to this stuff now, especially when they get uh, doubling down once he's beaten another case in court, then they're really going to go after you with whatever they can get. And, Gary, this might be selfish of me, but, hey, it really puts the Democrats in a quandary with trying to defend that seat from... Uh, being flipped in next year should uh, he decide to run?
0: Well, he <laughs> says he's going like to he's run. Like he says he's going to prevail, and he's going to run. Uh, but it's New Jersey. Uh, you know, you got to be uh, pretty far to the left as a Republican uh, to to prevail in New Jersey.
1: Yeah, but it's still better than nothing, isn't it? Yeah, better than someone that's going to vote one hundred percent of the time with them. Uh, so, Chris Christie—he's a blowhard and everything. He's not my favorite person, but he's definitely—he's—he was pushing back on the teachers unions before anyone I saw in the country was. you Remember that? Oh, absolutely. I don't know what else going on, so you know Republicans can come out of New Jersey, sure.
0: <laughs> sort of Republicans can. Uh, I remember Brian Hansen and I were watching him uh, going after those unions, uh, the teachers union. And thinking, oh, my God, would this guy be a great presidential candidate? wasn't until mm-hmm. later uh, when he sort of exposed to the soft underbelly of his politics that uh, we changed our minds. But I still, I still like listening to him. I just like the way he frames his arguments.
1: Soft underbelly, Gary. Not everyone can have a six-pack, okay?
0: Well, I know, I know. But, you know, they can model themselves after me. Dashingly handsome. <laughs> Brian, are you okay? Oh, Brian has got some kind of a respiratory problem. Please don't do that again. I don't know what what the problem is. All right. um, You know, rather than getting uh, cut in half on this uh, next topic, uh, which is uh, the Cole County judge uh, rewriting the ballot language. We had uh, Senator Eigel on earlier this morning uh, talking about the uh, abortion proposals. We'll take our break now. And then we'll come back and uh, kick this around with Jennifer Bukowski. Also, Donald Trump can't lawfully buy the Trump 45 Glock. What a load of horse manure that is. We'll chat with Jennifer about it on The Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. It is 49 minutes after 10 o'clock. It's The Gary Nolan Show. Jennifer Bukowski is with us. She's a criminal defense attorney and a really, really sharp one at that. Keeps her finger on the pulse of what's going on internationally, nationally, and here in the state of Missouri. And she um, pointed out that uh, President Trump liked a, a 45 clock, but might not be able to buy it. What's going on, Jen?
1: So yesterday, Trump was at an event in South Carolina, and he admired this Trump 45 Glock, and then there was some confusion as to whether he actually purchased the weapon. Originally, it was indicated that he had, but then people started speaking up because people that are under felony indictment are not lawfully allowed to purchase firearms. They can possess them as long as that's not in conflict with their bond conditions, and I'm unaware of any of the cases and i've been reviewing them uh mentioning specifically that he couldn't possess firearms which is ordinarily a pretty typical one to put in there but uh, i don't remember any of trump saying that so he could possess it like ivanka could buy it for him or melania could buy it for him for christmas but under current law uh he would not be able to purchase it himself so then the campaign was kind of walking back the fact that he bought it and the reporters were trying to confirm and they're getting hung up on by the gun store and things like that, who I'm sure uh, weren't Trump fans and not exactly wanting to help the press. But uh, apparently, he did not actually buy it. But this is one thing I've been warning about, Garrett, the just like process crimes and other things that they're going to try to do to jam Trump up along the way while he's under all these indictments. I'm really concerned that they're going to try to revoke his bond and put him in jail. And I'm concerned that they're going to use these other things like that he's interfering with the administration of justice or whatever else, these other kind of process crimes are going to try to throw on top of things now that he's under indictment. But the good news is that it is currently being considered by the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. they argued this back in the spring that uh, and because a district court judge struck down this law, as applied to this guy saying it's unlawful under the Bruin case for you to not allow people who are merely under indictment, not yet convicted, from purchasing guns. So the Fifth Circuit has that case right now. We could see it in the United States Supreme Court, uh, but if we have to wait and see if the Fifth Circuit upholds that trial court's decision um, well, that uh, said striking down and saying that that law is unconstitutional now under Bruin. So... Uh, in a
0: nutshell, is the issue? It'll be interesting. I, I have a, a real problem with almost all of these gun laws. I think they're absolutely useless for the most part. Uh, the Nix check is useless. Bad guys don't get the Nix check. They steal their guns, uh, yeah. or even trade <laughs> they them don't off.
1: it the cars, or houses to get it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, which is why I always admonish gun owners: do not leave your firearm in your car. Um, so that doesn't really do anything, and then. Telling people just because they're under indictment that they they can't buy a gun, how does how do where do where do we ever see that in the Constitution? I don't remember it. Um, yeah, there, and
1: it's over broad too. Like if it's a condition of release because there's guns involved with some crime, or there's like a more specific reason to say it, that's one thing. But to just say it for everyone, just strip everyone that's indicted of their gun rights, including the former president of the United States. Yeah, that's bothersome.
0: By the way, as a quick aside, uh, the Cleveland Browns quarterback is in trouble because of guns. You probably aren't aware of this. Usually uh, that's when
1: they start learning the football players' names is when they get arrested or in trouble. But I miss this story.
0: Well, this one is uh, the quarterback in the tight end, uh, Watson and uh, uh, David uh, Joku. Noku. Uh, they both got fined $13,659. Uh, they celebrated on the field by pretending to shoot a gun. You know the old index finger and thumb thing. Huh? You know, it wasn't a real gun. Uh, it was a celebratory mime, which the NFL viewed as a violent gesture. Sports Illustrated noted the NFL described Watson's actions, pretending to shoot a gun, that there was uh, that was not there as a gun-themed, gun-themed celebration. Uh, the NFL plays 16 games on any given weekend and project uh, protects its players, coaches, and field with men and women who carry actual guns. And I'll bet when they saw that thumb and index finger, they all hit the ground. Like, holy moly, yeah. is he shooting at us? <laughs> uh, they were probably terrified. How stupid is all that? It's
1: <laughs> so pretty patronizing, too. It's not like you're flipping people off. You're celebrating a win.
0: Yeah. You did something right. Hey, we're knocking them dead, Uh, but that somehow is violent in the in the minds of the NFL. Oh well, who 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 knows? Uh, Well, the Browns
1: and the Bears are different teams, I guess, because I was like, they won. Oh wait, so that's a different team from the one that we've. Beat Kansas City
0: Chiefs beat. <laughs> you know, you got a piece on the Kansas City. So you got two, two stories here that kind of tie together. Uh, one of them is uh, on guns with California in their 10 round magazine, and the other one here is uh, the uh, Cleveland Heights, uh, where I was raised, uh, connection uh, to the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. See, you're confused hey. because of the way okay. I presented it, but Taylor Swift is dating Travis Kelsey, and Travis Kelsey and his brother were born and raised in Cleveland Heights. My home. Oh,
1: that's right. Yeah. And the mom had to wear the split in half uniform yeah. or outfit mm-hmm. master. And so she picked that brother. So that brother that picked the Chiefs is very smart, I guess. And uh, is with American. I didn't have a UK royalty story for you, Carrie. But so Hillary Swift Taylor. is like kind of American royalty because it, just the fans that she brings in. They're just her tour has just been everyone everywhere she goes. Everyone's talking about this, and for over a year now, how hard it is to get tickets and everything else. You got Justin Trudeau tweeting at her, "Why can't you come more to Canada?" So she's kind of a big deal, and so I think that's great for the Chiefs. That uh, all the Swifties might be paying attention to Kansas City Chiefs games. Maybe they'll become fans. Who knows?
0: All that brouhaha to see her—it uh, really gets uh, tiring. I know because uh, that's how people uh, respond uh, when I'm out and about. Uh, it just so what? What are, you, what are you laughing at, Brian? Nothing. Oh, I'm sorry. The mic wasn't supposed to be on. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> but
1: they're young, they're happy. It's not like divorce drama, like Tom Brady or whatever else. It's uh, it's a good story. So.
0: Yeah. Uh, but while we're talking football, guns, uh, and we're tying this all together, California has twice uh, pursued this 10-round uh, magazine limit. Uh, f- for those of you who are not part of the firearms community, magazines hold several uh, different numbers of rounds. You can you can have 20, 30 rounds. You can have 8 or 10. It, 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 the, the California, they decided 10 is all you need. Uh, and it went to uh, the federal courts, and it was rejected. It was appealed, and then it was sent back. And then uh, there's a, a, a ruling again uh, from the federal courts. What did they say about the ten round magazine ban?
1: Unconstitutional under Bruin. So a lot of things are getting challenged under Bruin. A major case that the Supreme Court is hearing this term it involves you know new challenge under Bruin, and they said that uh, it's regulating conduct that's covered by the plain text of the Second Amendment. And nowhere in our nation's, you know, history was there a concern with, like, how many bullets that a magazine can hold. So that restriction is uh, unsupported by the Second Amendment. It violates the Second Amendment. And too bad you can't have that limitation in California, which is good because some people already had guns that carried more than ten. So you're going to automatically turn these people into criminals?
0: Well, you just force them to sell or destroy their their magazines and go out and buy new ones, which would be good for the economy. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, you're not buying that, huh?
1: Oh yeah. I think the government is just great, just great at uh, managing the economy, especially when they spend money. It seems to work out so well.
0: Yeah. Um, the 10-round magazine thing is absolute nonsense. Uh, why should I have the right to, to have a, a, a magazine that has more than 10? Because I want one.
1: Yeah, and why is 9 okay, but 10 yeah. is not? Yeah. That's so arbitrary. Yep, I can shoot someone 9 times, but not 10 without reloading. Okay. Yeah,
0: and then there's the uh, New York uh, Reload, where you just drop the magazine, pop the next one in. I mean, just uh, nothing about it makes sense. In a state where they have more shootings more killings any other state i think in the union all right jennifer bukowski sticking around hope you do too gary nolan zimmer radio network this is the gary nolan show